Margie Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> we're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. Hello and welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 96. And I'm joined here with Nick from the Hack and the Fraud podcast. How you doing? Yeah, very good. Happy to be here. Good, good. Now, in true um, crossover podcast fashion, I've decided being episode 96, we would choose a movie, or I would choose a movie, and we'd do a review on um, something from 1996 being episode 96. And the movie I selected is Mars Attacks. Now, if anyone's watching this on the video edition, I'm holding up one of the original VHS versions of this film. It doesn't have the traditional um, artwork on the front. The traditional artwork on the front was similar to this. I'll just put up a quick image for people that are watching YouTube. Looks like it was signed by Jack Nicholson there. It's a pretty, pretty yeah. special one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Um, yeah, the signature would be shakier these days if you did. Um, but there's the uh, there's the um, artwork that people tend to see when they um, connect. Like if you were to Google the artwork um, now, this is what you'd see. So, yeah, first impressions. What do you think just by looking at the front cover? Because, Nick, you come from a very good place in this where you hadn't seen this film before. No, never, never seen it before. So this is my first. Uh, so I watched the VHS, uh, let's call it, yeah, the version. Yeah. So straight from the 90s. Um, I also didn't watch this yet when I was a kid, so nostalgia just plays a massive part when yeah. you, when you, especially when you rewatch something. Like I watched The Mummy, um, yeah. and I watched it again, <laughs> and I get a lot more enjoyment out of it than, uh, let's say, my friend Ryan, on, who's on the other podcast, and he'd never seen it before. So for him, it was not, it didn't translate into a, into a cult classic like it did yep. for me. The Mummy was just great, and I think that's probably what happened here when I watched this. I was sort of. I was astonished with the cast. That cast is amazing. Like for a B or for a, for a, you know like a B type. I'm just going to switch this movie. around. Um, but yeah, I just I think because I didn't watch it when I was a kid, I didn't really get the same enjoyment out of it than the cult followers of this classic. If that yeah, makes sense. I get it. No, that's good. And um, you would have just noticed a mic change there midway through. See, I do this shit on the fly. Anyone there at home that's got your fucking podcasting um, review open, you're about to give it five stars and you heard the mic change, you drop that to four. Okay, <laughs> all right, I understand. I deserve that. Um, but yeah. Out so, of ten? Or we- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the um, the like you said, the nostalgia plays a big part in it, and I purposely um, watch stuff from um, VHS sometimes because I think that I prefer the like the 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 nostalgia that it gives me because it reminds me of when I watched it for the first time when I was younger. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, what, what year were you born? Just, I was born in ninety three. Ninety three. Okay, yeah, yeah. So similar to me, ninety one. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, no. Like, like we we had when I was a kid, we had Star Wars, we had Indiana Jones on yeah. VHS, we had um Princess uh, Bride, mm-hmm. and um that always plays such a special like part. So it, watching that from all the time because we had you know, limited sort of VHS tapes. So I would just continue watching it again and again. Journey from Down Under, which was some TV show. Yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, I remember that. It was like, great. I I think if you didn't watch it 
back then and you watch it now you're just like this is so silly they, they always had they always played up the aussie card they did some yeah. of that shit like they'd be like you know remember the intro there was like that scene you know that song was like genie genie from down under <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and then that and then like they'd be like make our wish come true and the dude would just be like Righto. Righto. Yeah, like it's just Righto. fucking all right. Settle, settle down. What do you, everyone thinks all of a sudden they're fucking the crocodile hunter. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, on top of that, though, like I feel like you mentioned the, the Star Wars series and all that sort of stuff. Some of those I'll watch the remastered version on like, you know, 4K or whatever. Mm. And it, I'll, I will enjoy it. But for example, so tonight, I've kind of made a bit of a tradition of watching stuff on VHS just because I tend to find that I, um, I uh, tend to be more um, immersed in it because i'm not just watching the movie i'm watching like the quality of the tape and all that sort of shit like yeah. how many times in the like do you remember watching something on vhs you'd have like a random fucking line right through the middle of the film <laughs> yeah. and that was completely acceptable you would just watch that fucking film with fucking grainy lines all through it and yeah. you'd be like cool i love star wars but now if you watch something in 4k and you're just like oh what the fuck there's like one little <laughs> pixel that's <laughs> not right there yeah. in one scene and you're going for a refund you know what i mean yeah we've been spoiled you're right absolutely we just used to put up with it i remember having to pause and rewind you're like you had to guess where you had to rewind to yeah these days you get 10 seconds these days like was that 10 seconds i don't know it was like the whole movie maybe yeah if you hired something from fucking blockbuster the part where the chick gets her tits out is worn out because of all the times yeah, it's fucking to, ran over right. you know there's that one part the third nipple in, yeah um, you, in, what's it what's that movie nah. um Bloody the Mars one. Yeah. Other, other Mars one, not Mars Attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's it called again? Uh, Total Recall. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the fucking... Th they well, got some playtime. I was thinking of the fucking... The one boob chick from Kung Pao. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, but yeah, the, the three-tier chick. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the cast in this. What For a fucking B-grade movie, yeah. what a fire cast right. they had in this. I know, I know. Like when so yeah, I didn't know anything about this movie coming in. I knew yeah, saw Jack Nicholson on the front. He's in it twice. Um, Tim Burton, director, obviously put some decent runs on the board back then. It says Beetlejuice, but that was you know a classic. So I did watch that as a kid. That was yep. great, as well as Batman. Uh, so he'd, he'd done some really good things. So it's just weird that I think they probably just had the script and they're like, let's just have fun with it. Yeah. Clearly, um, and everyone was going in with the same. It would have been of, a fun movie like to Jay be Fox on. in it. I remember. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like what the fuck? I, I <laughs> like Michael and Danny DeVito's in it as well. Like yeah, it's just like 10, all these. Like imagine trying to get fucking Danny DeVito in '96 to do a film like like with yeah. this caliber. I feel like that. There's that, and the other part about it was. Um, as I was saying, the um, the it looks like it would have been a fun movie to be on set for. You know what I mean? Like yeah. imagine being around all these killers, all these actors that are just like f fucking. Even like Tim Burton, he did um, Nightmare Before Christmas in '93, so that's around his fucking peak as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I before I'd, Willy Wonka, before the the downhill. So yeah. What, what else? Hollow, Sleepy Hollow, James and the Giant Peach. James Remember that shit? Peach, what yeah. a creepy fucking movie that oh, yeah. was for a kids' film. Yeah, for a kids' movie. <laughs> Holy fuck! There was this one part in there that I just um remember he made like he got like a fucking piece of paper and made it into a thing that just floated away like when he's sort of dreaming of like escaping his parents his step like his fucking yeah, aunties or yeah. whatever that's right no yeah that's a good point like in our day 
We had Matilda. Yeah. We had a lot of... Danny like, DeVito, another one of his... Watership fun. down. We had some really like... Out, Bambi, even the start. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. Just watch the first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, Lion King, days, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking Death like... Death of the Father, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, Matilda, another Danny DeVito classic. Dude. Yeah. yeah. What a f- one of my favorite movies, like combos, is Twins with Arnie and Danny DeVito. What a fucking cool duo that was. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Complete opposites of each other. Yeah. So it kind of really worked. Yeah, which is kind of the point of the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sort of. Is anyone? They're not twins <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what? fucking bullshit. They yeah, don't yeah, even I, look I like was, each other. I, couldn't, I just couldn't get. It. I wasn't immersed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to watch it on VHS. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the um, the other point I wanted to bring up with this was the uh, we're talking about scary shit from the nineties. Mm. I I watched this movie when I so like I mentioned, meant born in ninety three. I watched this movie when it like was still pretty recent, not brand new, but I probably watched this movie the first time in about 98, 99. Yeah. All right. So I was still a kid. Yeah. But it was on TV. I think they finally got the rights. It's a core memory, obviously. Yeah. This well, is... they finally got the rights to put it on TV, right? Like yeah. it did the cinema oh, okay. runs and yeah. whatever. And it was like a premiere. Dad wanted to watch it. We stayed up. And. He was like, you know, because as an adult, you watch this movie now for the first time and you're like, this is kind of cheesy, you know, yeah. there's nothing too scary about that. Dude, that scene when um, the one of the Martians comes in, dressed as a chick and bites the fucking dude's finger off and spits <laughs> it into the fucking fishbowl. Martin Short, by the way, who's like... Yeah, yeah. It's such a creepy character too. Yeah, that thing is just like, oh, what do you... Like, like, okay, say that some chick is into you, right? Yeah, you put your finger in their mouth because they've got chewing gum. Yeah, all no, bets are off. Um, that was a bad move on, on his part. Yeah, and I think sure. that stopped that movement because <laughs> that used to be a thing. Like you know, the old finger in the mouth trick. That oh really? Off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just bite the old finger off. Yeah, yeah exactly. See, people watch my. This was a fucking revolutionary movie for the finger. In the mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's like you don't put your finger in a girl's mouth because you don't know if she's a fucking Martian or not. Yeah. Um. But so I seen that scene, dude, and that's where I was just stuck thinking about that scene. So the rest of the movie is kind of a blur for me. Now, I'm in a bunk bed, right? My brother's down underneath. I'm on the top. top. And it's time for bed after the movie. Go to bed. And my old man comes in, but like into the room, but he kind of is like... Doing the whole hover thing. Like he looks like he's just hovering (laughs) in. So I just see like the top of his head just cruising into the fucking bedroom, dude. And I'm still like traumatized from watching some like dude get his fucking creepy finger bitten off. So... Dad fingered my mouth. No, just joking. I say, um, I'm fucking... <laughs> no, um, I grabbed my... He knew my... not to. He was going I... to before then. <laughs> yeah, he was just... He was about to. Um, and he's just like, look, it's a new time. You know, 96 is behind us. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I grabbed my pillow, dude, because I just seen the top of my dad's head. Yeah. And I fucking waited for him to get like close and I fucking hit him with the pillow because I was so freaked out. And he was like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, I thought it was a Martian. And he, yeah, yeah so clearly. That's fair enough. And because back then we're kids, the adults have got massive heads. Yeah. You're thinking that's probably one of the, one of the Martians. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, so my brother had a massive head. Dude. He was born with an adult head, had to grow into it. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Um, yeah. Dad said when he was trying to learn to walk, he used to like be too top heavy. Oh, no. He had to hold his head so he could take I his I bet first. mom loved that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Dad. 
I'd fucking hide it. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Dad always tells a story about how, how, uh, how I was born. I had my sort of hand. Like, oh, yeah. And, and he's just like, you just see his face when he, when, when he sort of tells a story. He's not impressed. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like Eminem thanks. doing the fucking headphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, not, not like the greatest movie doesn't hold up for sure, I reckon. Yeah, well, I mean, so yeah, it's honestly... It's similar. I was trying to think of something similar. So the mummy, when I said the mummy, yeah. it sort of lives in a time uh, like you know that's when nostalgia is. But Star, I mean Star Wars, you watch and you watch again, remastered, it's great. Mm. Um, but some films, you know, they sort of live in that sort of time, and you, and and you can't be too critical because they're for this is obviously it was then, but it was for a younger audience. It yeah. can't have been for like teenagers. Maybe and above, I wouldn't say much much older than that. Mm. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. You're right. Like, like what, think about what, what's the film trying to say. It doesn't really have have much of a point to it. It's just a fun movie. So there's a bit like you can have uh, other fun movies where there, there's a point to it, but this this is kind of <laughs> there's an absence of plot. Maybe what's trying to it's just poking fun of like the 1930s, 40s sort of like did Martian. have that, didn't it? Like it, that, but that's it. That's all I could think of. Yeah, well, it did kind of have that though. Like, like. When I remembered this movie, I thought it was older than it is because they were making yeah. it look. It's kind of reminds yeah, me yeah. of, um, like, it reminds me of, um, kind of that like Fallout. You know the Fallout games, how yeah, they have like yeah. very like sixties looking, right, fucking yeah. decor, but it's yeah. set like after. Yeah, it's got that mix of nineties fashion and 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 sixties kind of what what the hell that is. Yeah, yeah, like every everything seems like big and 60s in it you know like if you think of cars from the 60s you're thinking like like old chevy bel-airs and fucking like just old like jetson style shit yeah. you yeah. know um so it's kind of got that aesthetic to it but then you got like a lot of chicks with short hair in this fucking movie which is 90s as yeah that's as right. it gets yeah. um what's the name from sex in the city um, yeah um bloody sarah jessica parker yeah 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 glenn close she's very 90s yeah um, yeah, there's you know, a f- that. Yeah, it's just you, we, we could probably do the whole episode just naming that cast. <laughs> probably <laughs> that person's in it. Nellie Portman. <laughs> She's a kid. It's actually that. So Jack Black. Sorry, another one. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jack Black as well. Because it took me a second. I was like, is that who the fuck? Holy yeah. fuck! It's Jack Black. Like, I feel like even though this. Oh, actually, I'll see if I can get some stats. I don't think that this was a f- blockbuster, but at the same time, I feel like. A lot of the actors in it probably remember it well because it would have been like a really fun. I think it would have been a really fun mm. set to be on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like not a lot of pressure. I feel not, like not, this- a, not a lot of retakes. You know, <laughs> yeah, I feel we don't need, like- we need to get the real. <laughs> we you know, don't need the grimacing. Retake. You know, detail that. Nah, just that's one take, Len. That's enough. Let's see if I can pull up some stats on um on box office shit, but um. Uh, the other part of this is I feel like it's basically um, an excuse for a bunch of fucking big actors to hang out and coincidentally yeah. a movie happened. Like uh, Grown Ups, right? Remember Adam Sandler yeah, just yeah. made that to be with his mates and film it and they're they like, oh, we don't have a plot, but we'll, we'll put it out there. Well, it's a bit <laughs> like... It was a tax write-off, that film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want it to make money because they'd have to claim... Yeah, yeah, like, uh, buddy, what's it called? Uh, the producers, Mel Brooks, <laughs> put um, out Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> that was, um, there was one reference in this. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should start, I should, um, 
throw in like a bit of a like the non-spoiler synopsis of the movie maybe yeah look it's been out since 94 if you honestly had texted me a spoiler for this i couldn't be angry (laughs) i had all my life to watch this film (laughs) and so has the audience so that's on them yeah well i'll I'll sort of (laughs) summarize what i think if someone was to say without saying what happened to the yeah yeah yeah. uh plot twist they don't take over like the martians don't (laughs) the martians don't don't win. win um but so my take on it is basically martians look at earth and go we want that and then earth is just like we're gonna fight back no first of all they're like let's be friends we mean no harm yeah right and then martians are like nah fuck that and then they try (laughs) to take it anyway right so i mean but that's basically i think that's a as as, that's on a page right yeah that's what happens oh uh, fuck it oh that it's the synopsis for the whole movie is basically earth was a piece of chewing gum in someone's mouth martians was someone's finger trying to get that (laughs) And then people of Earth were like the teeth clamping down, saying, "You cannot take our Earth." That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that was a metaphor for the whole movie in that one scene. <laughs> yeah, that one scene. <laughs> um, Man, five-year-old you. That was that was peak. <laughs> it was. It's. I don't think it, anything has. And I watched. Um, so all right, let's let's say I was going to give you a comparison to something that's a little bit on the surface dumb, but at, at a at a deeper level was a much smarter and um you know in-depth uh film was yep. not the book but starship troopers so when i watched that i was a kid too yeah and i was like oh yeah kill those bugs you know and i didn't get it mm-hmm. and it was sort of a you know now um analogy is that right now yeah well, basically it was like a metaphor a yeah. metaphor yeah. for you know uh vietnam war and you know oh, but you don't think that when you watch it as an eight-year-old or a seven-year-old you just think it's a bug hunt yeah exactly <laughs> like you've seen aliens before yeah so you're like yeah it's that but you don't think of, you know, you don't think you're, you're meant to be on their side. Yeah. Or like an avatar or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, well, like Which is a more obvious one, yeah. Uh, I tell you another more obvious one that i seen was Bright with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Oh, with the Orcs, right? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And another one was... Orc Lives Matter, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but And they cast really Will Smith funny. as the, yeah. as the yeah. um, like, front man that then, like, co-hosts with an Orc, like, yeah. sort of thing. And they're, they're like, oh, we don't want, like, the Orcs in the police force. Or, That's like, right, you can yeah. hang out with him. We don't want him on our team, sort of thing. And he was like, oh, it's okay. I'll take an Orc. Like, you know, I think it's good. And then the, it was like... Oh, we can like, you know, speak to orcs because we've got an orc with us that can like identify yeah, with them. Yeah. It was fucking wild that like as a concept. And I watched that with a bunch of like other people that didn't fucking realize the metaphor for the whole movie. Oh yeah, but it was that's the thing, it was so on the nose. That's what I, I think that's what I didn't like about the film. Yeah. Because, like, you didn't like Bright? No. Oh, I like the setup. I thought it was an interesting take, but I think they didn't really take it as far as they could probably go or at least um as in-depth as i as i wanted to um but i mean joel legend he, he plays the orc he's an australian actor he was really good i love his stuff yeah well i like uh what's it called what's that what, what, oh, animal hunter a- animal house animal i haven't kingdom. seen it. animal kingdom okay yeah okay that's a good one okay um the other one which was similar to that was um district nine oh yeah very good yeah, yeah. They, there's another contrast as well and coincidentally stumbled on um a short film called nine 
which was that the original? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not related to District Nine. Oh, okay. but just because I was searching for the movie District Nine, yeah. I found a short film about a little like it's like an indie film about yeah. this like little ragdoll creature dude that like is called Nine, and he's yeah. one of nine little creatures like him. And there's kind of like a Wally vibe sort of thing, like he's oh, okay. cleaning up the earth because like humans have fucked it. Hmm. Um, I, another so I think District 9 did start as a short film by the same right. dude, um, Blomkamp or something. He's a South African dude. That's why, yeah, all his films. He did yeah. um, Elysium, which is like a similar, same actor that's like Chappie. Oh, Chappie. He did Chappie. Oh, uh, no. So yeah. I don't know any of the references like to outside of District 9. Um, yeah, so he did that one. He did Chappie and he did with, um, yeah, basically just very South African films. Yeah. You sort of watch them and you're like, yeah, it's a piece of their culture which is yeah. probably not exactly but yeah something yeah it's a it's um um interesting to have div- like i don't i've only recently started getting into like more like outside of hollywood movies um and like my cousin and i used to play this game on the world movie channel okay. how long until there's a sex scene in a french film <laughs> yeah. and uh, Two minutes in, <laughs> no shit we had we clocked one at Minus three seconds. I don't know how this happens, but I'll, I'll explain. You hear a chick moaning before the opening credits. Right. It's like blank screen. You can hear it, and then yeah. it goes into it. And it was a wild fucking film because the the concept of it yeah. was there was this one chick in that lived in a village that didn't do anything aside from sleep with all the dudes in the village. All right. And that was her, like, she would get food from the guy that, like, from the grocery market. She'd, like, sleep with him. Yeah. Mechanic, like, car guy. Like, just basically. That was her barter system. That was her barter system. And, like, it was just a small French village and this chick just lived there and slept with all the dudes to get fucking money. And I was like, that's a weird. swipe. (laughs) That's a (laughs) (laughs) Um You can keep the tip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's an interesting concept for a fucking movie anyway yeah. we used to just it was like just a friday night like drinking game whenever like they, they're like a sex scene you know you <laughs> do a shot or something that film, yeah you'd be you'd just get drunk. fucked up <laughs> yeah yeah um so stats on the movie it had mm. domestic bo- box office what would you what what would you say the over under what would you say it would be around oh it, it would be higher than i think because it did develop a cult following so they do they include not just cinema tickets but dvd VHS purchases and all that. So, uh, no, this is just, just box office. Yeah, so just um, oh, not much then. Let's look at it. Okay, so we got thirty-seven million domestic yeah. box office. So that's the states, and then um, and then a further sixty-three million internationally. So oh, you're right. looking at a hundred million dollar at the box office film. Yeah. Which probably would have got it just off the cast alone. Like most people, before you could see many trailers or spoilers in the 90s, you would have just bought a ticket to this looking at the cast. Yeah. I think Pierce Brosnan was in James Bond at that point. At that point, yeah. So yeah, yeah. everyone knew who that was and they're like, oh, yeah. I'm fucking Nintendo 64, yeah, you know, right. like that was the peak of Double I still, I maintain that he, he wasn't in the best 
Bond films, but he was the best Bond. Okay, what do yeah. you reckon about that? That's it. That's debatable. No, nope. the, um, the best Bond was the Australian Bond by far. Oh yeah, Lazenby. Yeah. Fucking has to be just because he was a loose unit. Like yeah. that, I just respect that. Yeah, he, um, he was. He was basically not an actor. I think he was like a male model or something. Yep, and then like yeah. was just basically a fucking ludicrous like choice to be Bond. Yeah, and um, that's. That will win for me over everyone else, just because. Was, but was I, he in a great Bond movie, or was he a good Bond? That's the thing. I think he was just in a very good movie. Yeah, which, I, I don't know. I just. No, nah, I'm just going to choose him because of like you know, <laughs> it's funny that like some like complete fucking piss wreck ended up being the Bond, yeah. and like was insane. Like they were basically like, this guy's done. Like he he like didn't care that he was Bond like <laughs> like you know what I mean like it was just one hit wonder yeah, yeah 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 but no honestly I think that when I and this might be just because of the time but when I think of Bond I do think of him I don't think yeah, like fair enough. Uh, yeah. the fucking cover of Goldeneye just appears in my head that's yeah. what I think of oh so you think of Pierce Brosnan when you think of Bond yeah 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 yeah, no, yeah, yeah that's right that was a great yeah. game that was one of the best but that might be just because that's what I was that's when i was looking at films and shit yeah, like I mean, that's that. fair enough yeah yeah i reckon you ask an older person they'd probably say yeah roger moore sean connery yeah these days daniel craig now he's in great bonds but as a bond a little bit too emotional would you say <laughs> well, i just i i love that i love how suave um pierce brosnan is, you you're know, right is, yeah. yeah well even when i see him in movies of that era i'm just like oh cool he's it's james bond in mars attacks yeah you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. dante's pig oh james bond takes on the mountain um another one is like i can't i can't look at um actually to be fair even in conversations up until recently, I would still call people by their uh, like by their character's name in their most <laughs> dominant film. Okay, like I think so Arnie's still fucking Terminator. He's to Terminator, me, and then Han Solo. Oh yeah, he was when he was, he was chased ne- by that rock he's as well. Han still Solo. Han Solo. He's <laughs> yeah. not anything else. There's no one. But imagine that, like uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, he kind of. I don't remember his name, but he's like two iconic just um action hero stars you know han solo everyone wanted to be han solo from star wars people love i love luke but everyone wanted to be han solo yeah and everyone wanted to be indiana jones mm. like and that was him both times yeah yeah no true. one's saying i want to be that policeman from jaws <laughs> <It's a> great <laughs> film but i mean <laughs> yeah, true just... yeah yeah um i like jaws is before our time but i feel like it was the big movie of the generation before mm. like and we're talking about holding up that one does i watched it literally the other month and it was like amazing it just you know how it just it just gives birth to basically the whole um what fighting a monster or something yeah genre i think and and, and not showing it until the very end it was just such a i love i love that sure. part of it same with mm. alien they just don't show the what they're yeah. doing with so it's a fear of the unknown it's like this fucking sharks what 12, yeah 16 feet it's unheard of it's doesn't exist and then it's like oh there there it is there yeah it's um it's a bit like so okay um controversial opinion oh yeah um terminator one is a horror not an action is a horror not an action that can be both though yeah action, i know but action so it is ox- it is it is action is, yeah. like it defi- but i think it's dominant like category for me i would say horror i'll say that about alien um it's a sci-fi horror over an action but it has got action in it and then the second one aliens is is an action over yeah. horror with horror elements terminator one i don't 
I think it starts off with the kind of because um, you're not sure about Arnie. You're sort of mm. like, well, you're not sure about the other guy too. So yeah. you're sort of he's Kyle sort Reese of watching the Kyle Reese, yeah. name, yeah. And he, yeah, that's right. And he's, he's like hunting down Sarah and fuck. What's Sarah's the actual like, guy's name? Um, Michael Bean. That's it. Yeah, he's in the because he's yeah. in. That's why I thought of it because um yeah. I, I listened to a podcast recently. He um just to get on a quick tangent. He's retired to a town in Bisbee, Arizona. Yeah. Um and um he is um. There's a famous comedian that I like called Doug Stanhope that lives in oh, Bisbee. Yeah. Wait, he's, I thought he was dead. Is he still alive? Doug Stanhope's still yeah. alive. Damn, okay. He okay. Did, he was on this podcast episode 72. You serious? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, I must be thinking of someone else. Maybe I'm thinking of... But yeah, no, Doug Stanhope's like a name, right? That's like yeah, a, yeah. Oops. Oh. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's my uh, thing to say. Put up your posts on Instagram, which I put up before you got here, <laughs> preemptively. Uh, it's all about the media management. Um but um the yeah so i had i and he had um michael bean bean on is it bean or brain bean bean bean, bean, bean. yeah um on his podcast when he moved to bisbee because it's like oh we have another local like yeah name yeah let's get him on the podcast and um he told this fucking hilarious story so he didn't have a, a car um at the time so for Terminator? no like for... in in like now like now, okay. and so he said doug's just like oh i've got a like another you can drive my car if you want and um he michael bean went to the gym and took doug stanhope's car and his wife needed the car so she went to the gym and grabbed the car and left yeah and Michael Bean went out, the car was gone, called the cops and said that his car had been stolen. And then the cops were like, okay, we'll keep an eye out. Seen the car, pulled it over and she was like, yeah, it's my husband's. I'm driving oh, it. Damn, I thought yeah. he like knew. And uh, How big's the town? Is it like it's, uh, everyone knows everyone? 2,000 people. So it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. small. Like they have... Um, yeah, it's like a small community. It's mostly just like uh, like old hippies and shit. Doug <laughs> said that basically what happened was it was like a mining town yeah. um, that then moved into like retired. It had kind of a bit of an art culture there. Okay. And once all the miners moved out, there was just the art people left. So that is kind of a small little... And a lot of people like going there because it's like a good little like, you know, out of the out of the way sort of town. Like Doug said that they're so close to the border. Hmm. <laughs> that you can see people like trying to climb the fence from mexico like from his backyard oh man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, like they have regular patrols there and everything like okay. it's one of those little like bordering towns right um but yeah so um, uh, so i'm that, just i'm picturing that scene from terminator so and he's just having to relive that getting pulled over by the cops and he's yeah. saying my car's been taken and he's like you don't have a registered car there's no way it could be taken he's like <laughs> They're all thinking he's a schizophrenic or something. Well, um, I think that, um, I think that because he he was on the podcast on back to what I was saying before the um before I started like tangenting, mm. the um, he, he how spoke, did he get him? Sorry, did he, did he just come from? Was he just in Australia just doing a? How did I get? Yeah, he's in Australia doing a tour. I opened yeah. for him, so oh, I so figured yeah. leading up to the tour, let's get him on the show to do like a some promo for the gigs. Oh damn, yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, I've had, um, there you go. I have two mutual guests with, um, Joe Rogan's podcast. I got Doug Stanhope and, um, Sam Talent, which was on episodes 
1,969 of right. Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. Um, so there we go. I've had two nice mutuals. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good litmus test. I'm not, a, how you're doing. I'm not a regular <laughs> listener of his podcast, but I just think that like the fact that I share two guests is like a pretty cool. Yeah, like, it's like, in the, in the, especially as, as a comedian yeah. yourself, you know, that's... um. Because you, you look at it for the guests that come on it. You're like, oh, damn, yeah, Theo Vaughn's on it. That's yeah. awesome. I'll listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I, yeah. I don't tend to listen to too many. But if there's a comedian that I like that I say, I'm like, oh, I'll listen to that episode, you know? Yeah. Um, Is it, what, do you have a favorite comedian? Yeah. Um, it's At the moment, it's this guy, this New York comedian called Big J. Okay. Um, he's on a podcast called Legion of Skanks. It's sure. like considered one of the most controversial podcasts in oh, the world. Okay. The most offensive podcast <laughs> the most in the offensive, world. Yeah, yeah. But um, all three. There used three. to be like the title to get. Now these days, it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, but they were that. They've been doing it for like twelve years. So yeah. they were that title when there wasn't. No one wanted that title. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've done wild stuff on their show. Um, but um, they've been on the like jre as well yeah. um like those three because it's three guys like that started it and uh, yeah, yeah okay they usually do it live as well which is a cool dynamic i think like mm. eventually that might be something i'd like to move towards like still do studio episodes but every now and again do a live one in front of an audience makes questions and stuff a bit easier yeah and, and more oh, in front of an audience yeah, yeah. Okay, right. yeah yeah for for a podcast i think yeah. it'd be good that'd be like, awesome more personable for like audience members to interact with the show and shit like that yeah um but yeah so um he was like michael bean was on the podcast he was talking about a few alien references from, mm. from the movies and shit which is cool because um terminator one's one of my favorite movies so it was cool to listen to him talk on a podcast about the movie yeah. you know what i mean um and yeah so controversial i think it is a bit of a horror but the second one's definitely in action mm. in my mind um, but it's not i mean you could say more controversial things like the you could have you could have been like terminator one's a piece of shit yeah just complete garbage and you know like, no oh, okay, but yeah <laughs> that would be like uh, yeah i'd have to give myself an uppercut for that um yeah it's one of my it's favorite cool. he took, took a punt on it too because i think it was sort of early on for james cameron and it was certainly not a didn't have a massive budget behind it mm. terminator one yeah terminator two had a, a much more yeah it's one of those ones that you could argue both ways about which one's better Terminator yeah. one or two you probably say one yeah i i th i think they're pretty much even to be honest probably yeah, fair enough probably yeah. uh, honestly two i think if i had to choose one of them mm. only because i watched two first oh okay because yeah. two came out closer to when i was a kid and yep. my old man wanted to watch it and just like Mars Attacks, it was like, all right, boys, you want to watch a movie? Yeah. And where my brother and I, we, I got a younger brother, we were like fucking way too young to be watching Terminator <laughs> 2. And um, yeah, I, I still think about like how wild it is that I seen that when I was like six years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, but I think that it was more relatable for me because there was a kid in it that like, you know. Yeah, the kid's a, uh, a main and you sort of. Yeah. yeah, it was like, I feel like Terminator 1 would have been less relatable. But we used to play like Terminator 1 on Sega Mega Drive. Dad used to play it and we'd watch. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he just roped us into all yeah, the shit that he wanted to do. Yeah, dude. He'd be like, all right, boys, fucking going to play some, do you want to play some Sega? And like, yeah, that's a good way to write it, it yeah. off to mum. Just like, all right, I'm just going to watch the kids play some video games. He'd just play it and we'd yeah. watch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the original Twitch stream, dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that, 
that era of of cool shit from the nineties. I think like um, the Terminator series was was definitely um, fucking. I think there wouldn't be more Terminator movies if it wasn't for the second one being such a good follow up. Yeah, that's right. It, it's a really good sequel. It's two very good sequels, Terminator Two and Aliens. They're basically the what to do with a sequel, where to take it. Yeah, uh, like Blade Runner. I don't know if you've seen Blade Runner. The second I've, one that came I've seen out. the first, not the second. Yeah, um, but it's like you got to do something with the story. You can't just rehash it and, and tell the same thing again. Like mm. okay, well Star Wars, they, they tell a little story short. You can basically just you can watch just Star Wars episode, um, A New Hope, and that's that's a complete story. So Empire Strikes Back basically expands the universe, expands what the Empire is. You got to introduce the Emperor. Um, so. They introduce all these new characters, new elements to the storyline, and, and basically, yeah, they, they take the story somewhere. And same with um, Terminator Two. You know, Arnie's come comes back. The whole ads leading up to that were Arnie sort of like coming back to get vengeance, kind of thing. Yeah. So you don't actually know, or well, you meant to not know going in that he's the good one. Yeah, yeah, because so really he played such a good yeah. villain in the first. Yeah, one. yeah. So you're thinking, oh shit, he's back. Yeah. And so there's a scene where um. Linda Hamilton and John, they sort of run into Arnie and he pulls out his shotgun out of the roses. And yes. Like, oh, fuck. That's such a big lead up to that yeah. too. And that dude that just gets smoked in the middle. Hey, buddy, you can't come back here. Just fucking do 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 Yeah, just between two fucking dudes just having a shootout. He's holding a coffee, just living his best life and he just gets fucking lit up. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Yeah, and um, actually, I heard that um between the first and second movie... They kind of had to do some like work with Linda Hamilton to make her more badass, because like the oh, first okay. one, the f- like so like I mean like with the whole Sarah Connor yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, think exactly. if you think Sarah Connor from the first one, oh don't shoot! I, mm. I why am I chosen for this? Oh, I just yeah. want to work at Burger King or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then um, guide it for me, big buns. When she puts the fucking, she's riding a scooter for fuck's sake. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. She lets her housemate fuck some dude while she just goes out for the night. What a non-dominant <laughs> chick. Anyway, so um, she'd be like, like you'd think like now you just she'd just be like, go and fuck him in a car like a normal person. You don't have the house. <laughs> to be fair, dude, that guy Terminator One, the boyfriend that's yeah, fucking yeah. ginger in the in the thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got he fucking takes on a Terminator. He gets a couple shots off. I mean, he yeah. gets fucked up. But he like, does. He does. But he, he's, yeah, he's, he's not a one shot done. He, he's sort of... he fucking picks up the lamp. Don't make me bust you up, man. Fucking like <laughs> hits him with it, dude. I'd like to see a, like a version of that where like he hits him with it and like the electronics like zaps him and fucks him up a little bit. You know, like he yeah, becomes yeah, a yeah. bit more of like a like a fight. Yeah, right. Yeah, like imagine, but is this, uh, I think it would have been a bit out of place if because Terminator at that point is meant to be, oh fuck, he's indestructible. There is no, and then you're thinking, Michael Bean's just done like hit him with a shotgun five times. Yeah. It's like, oh thank God, and he's like, no, he's, he's going to come back. So yeah, it's sort of like it's building up that whole, man, we cannot defeat this machine. Well, so even- if the boy <laughs> it would have been so out of friend if the boyfriend was having a a real fair no. fight, you know, nah, like dude, you know I reckon mean, like, like, <laughs> boyfriend wins. Boyfriend wins. End of movie. End of movie. First 30 seconds, dude. Same thing in Predator, right? Like, because the, the Predator sort of like, you don't see Predator till the very end. Yep. It's, it's just that kind of similar monster movie, right? And and how, I think there's a guy that sort of takes out his sword and guards the bridge. Yeah, Billy, dude. Yeah, it lasts like five seconds. Yeah, Billy, like, no. Man, he, 
well, you know, like you feel like he's done well. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> just at the that. end, yeah. dude. I remember we're watching this shit with with the old man yet again, yeah. Predator. Yeah. It's, it's like the like late nineties. My brother, old man's not a predator. You just just to clarify. Yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. He didn't try and grab any bubble gum out of anyone's mouth. Um, so he fucking. Um, um, after my brother's head, you know, if I can just like start looking around, he's like, mum doesn't do it for him anymore. So, <laughs> I'm so, um, <laughs> well, I just, I was just thinking like predators, you know, it was such a cool thing to be a predator <laughs> at one point in time, like in, in the eighties. Yeah. It's like, yeah, a predator. Yeah. And look out. Like, I'm a predator. And then, then bloody Chris Hansen comes along, tries to catch him, you know, <laughs> to catch a predator. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're not cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Kind of don't really like being a predator. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. were a kid. Chris Hansen versus predator. Predator. Chris Hansen versus Predator. <laughs> oh, how do they not think the name of that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the bit that I liked was um yeah, that's in um in in, in Predator. It's like Billy's got mm. the knife, mm. rips his shirt off, yeah, and just cuts yeah. an X on that's him. That's right, yeah. And it's just like I remember watching that with Dad and he was just like, Ah, oh, he's gonna get he's gonna like he thinks he can take it, but there's no way he can and then yeah, yeah no joke, fucking straight in. But he was one of the last ones to, like it was down to I think he was one of the last ones to, to, yeah, to live. Right. Yep. And, um, well, there's that bit where, like, the dude with a minigun just fucking, like, <sighs> yeah, unloads <laughs> into the forest. Movie, yeah, minigun's going to come back in a big way. They're just such a... I love them in every single movie they're in. A minigun. Terminator it's, 2 kicks the desk yeah, out the window. Fucking... The Matrix is a scene with a minigun. It's just amazing. But, you know, like, yeah. that's what bed in the name of it because the cop is just like, he's got a damn minigun! And fucking, like, <laughs> like it was like... Like, it was like a product placement for miniguns. Yeah, like, yeah, they're like, yeah. we have to fucking call it that. Like, we have to put that name of it in there. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, because it's like, okay, so it's like saying it's a Porsche or something like that. Yeah, so that yeah. That was a product. It's, it's, it's a Kleenex. Call. It's not actually. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> right. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, like, well, um, what about the... Um, the fucking... Yeah, minigun TM. Sponsor the podcast. Uh, so, um, <laughs> there's... Because the, they set that up earlier in the movie when they go over to mexico to get all the guns from enrique the the arms dealer that sarah's friends with and they're down in the bunker and they're looking for all the shit and um arnie just pulls the fucking sheet off it grabs it and turns around it's like all dusty because it's like (laughs) in the desert in the desert and uh and um john connor just looks at him and goes like oh that is so you like (laughs) and and then like the next scene he just kicks the desk out and starts blasting that's right yeah yeah um just the callback and then yes sarah's like just like old times right yeah yeah (laughs) fuck off sarah say you went from fucking like riding a scooter and letting your housemate fuck fucking some dude you know um to like just like old times. No, bitch. Fucking <laughs> not but fucking 15 years ago, you're like, why do I need to be a prodigy? Now you got those round glasses on, shooting yeah. Miles Dyson while he's on the computer. She might have been watching Alien and Aliens and thinking, man, i got to be more like Ripley. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, I don't know how true this is, but the guy that played Vader... Um, like the guy or the... Um, like the dude that yeah. played Vader was... Um, the big dude was yeah. He thought he. I think uh, you better say he thought he was going to have be the face of him too. No, no, no. Um, he apparently he um did some acting coaching with um the chick that played Sarah Connor between mm. bef- leading up to Terminator Two to be more badass. Oh, okay. Apparently, that's yeah, just yeah. some movie myth shit. But um, uh, the the other part about the um 
Oh, by the way, this has turned into a 90s movie extravaganza instead yeah. of just about yeah, yeah, Mars just Attacks. Yeah, exactly. But to be fair, like we covered off a lot about Mars Attacks in the first quarter of it. Um, yeah. And it's good that we've spilled out into other series from around that era. So Yeah, noted comparisons and everything. And Yeah. I suppose, um, <clears throat> what, what, what do you think is funnier though, out of this film and Beetlejuice? I, I got a lot more out of Beetle, Fucking Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice for right? sure. So yeah. I, I sort of, I think as a concept, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and everyone has fun. That's great. Um, but you know, I just I was it wasn't it wasn't many laugh out loud moments. It's yeah. kind of a bit of bit bit part action, bit part um, comedies. You know, as in like very light on B movie. It makes sense. So yeah, if I'd seen it when I was a kid, it might have a very different opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I basically chose this movie because it's although there was a a bunch of movies of that era, it was one that like. I think might be interesting just because of the cast and because of like oh, yeah, it, time, yeah. yeah, it just being something different. So I think that it was a good choice to review, but I'm pretty much the same. I think that like, although I did see it as a kid um, and have fucking traumatic memories of <laughs> shit like that, um, but I think that I was, I was into it just um, more so just to see something that all these people are in at the same time in the same movie but yeah. aside from that it didn't have a lot of value as far as the storyline and shit like that. right exactly yeah like i bring it back to having something to say i just don't think it really did it was just well that doesn't have to not every film has to um i bring it back to the mummy again because also we were talking about how that that scene scared you. The, yeah. The finger biting scheme, but a uh, scene. I I was scared with all the mummy scenes, especially yeah. when like the mummy. The blind did... guy at the start. Oh yeah, like it's all like freaky. Uh, yeah. uh, and you watch it again, and you're not scared, but mm. like I'm certainly not scared. <laughs> yeah. But but um, as a kid, I was frightened of the, the fucking mummy. Uh, mummy like played by the bald dude. I can't remember Arnold yeah. Boss. Yeah, I don't like know. Yeah. But yeah, no, like so it had that sort of um scare. You know, like the horror element to it it wasn't really it was kind of schlock horror but it was sort of you know had the, those elements to it yeah i reckon that the so the mummy was that there was that bit like i was saying the where he just fucking kills the blind dude at the start sucks yeah. his fucking life yeah out. you're going around and everyone has picked up one of those the little... scarab beetles and oh, shit scarab, like, yeah, it's that's fucking right. so scary like from for me i remember watching Guy it runs into the wall to kill himself it's like, yeah it's freaky like it's there's scenes like that that still stick with me from the mummy, and to be fair, dude, um, f haven't seen any of the other mummies. Only watched the first one. Fucking yeah. left it at that. You don't need to. I think I yeah. it's probably the best way. I mean, I, I watched the second mummy. You know, it's not something that you gotta watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a cash grab. That's all it was. Yeah, talking about sequels, it doesn't really do anything as a sequel. It's just sort of like the next adventure of. So uh, with um, Indiana Jones, another great sequel is the fact that it's not a sequel, it's a prequel, but you don't know that. So you're still thinking, oh shit, Indiana Jones can uh, can die here. All these these people can die, you can yeah. lose. Um, but then like knowing it's a prequel, you just you don't go in thinking, oh, there's nothing at stake because you know you've already seen the sequel. So you know the future of the film, so it takes away from it. Part of why the Star Wars prequels kind of were always doomed to fail mm. as in not fail but really kind of be a harder sell than the original trilogy yeah because you know what happens yeah it's about how, how it gets there so it's a, it's hard to play with that and, and make it engaging and as interesting as the original trilogy i think so i think that like um it's something 
that a, a lot of a lot of movies are linear and i think to be like different it's good to have prequels and like mm. different storylines tarantino is another one where it mixes up different scenes puts them in different orders yeah yeah you, you uh, reservoir dogs like oh, yeah. how fucking insane that shit is how like it'll open with a scene that's like linear like if you went sequentially it'd be yeah. like towards the end of the movie or yeah, like yeah, at, yeah. in the middle of the movie nolan does that too so they, they play with the, pulp the, fiction yeah, Pulp Fiction. Another so one opens with, um, with the end. Well, Memento is complete opposite. Started with the end, then moved backwards. So yeah, you can play with um, time and 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 how how um, time elapses over a movie for sure. But as a a standalone movie and then doing a second one, which is a prequel, let's say, like X Men, that's a hard one too because you're doing X Men prequel, which was uh, you know, so you already know the characters. Um, but you're sort of just filling in the blanks as to what how Professor X got in his wheelchair and stuff like that. Mm. But they also do that really well. X Men First Class was a really good film, I thought. I've Are always you, no, yeah. it's no, it is good. I like I like yeah. X Men. I've always just had this mental thing. Yeah, I'm just like, if you can control metal, why the fuck are you in a wheelchair? Now he oh, oh true. Well, I suppose he does he move himself forward and stuff yeah i think with x-men it's best not to ask those sort of questions because i know get, it's not but like it's a bit like a horror movie it's a bit like um if you're like how does he get up out of that like like mike myers in halloween like you shot him dude like surely he's not a mortal you know what i mean yeah. but you just don't ask those questions <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking don't. of questions you don't ask terminator 2 he leaves the the bikey bar yeah dude walks out can't let you take the man's wheels son fucking just takes his sunglasses flicks them and puts them on right he gets back to the the motorbike and he just puts the gun in like the shotgun that the dude had yeah in the back of the bike where oh, the fuck oh, does he put that little <laughs> sort of just a shotgun yeah, character things, built yeah, into yeah. the yeah, it's a question you don't ask yeah. and i learned that early on because i said just to sit back and enjoy the ride i don't said, think about whether yeah <laughs> i said to dad i was just like because we're watching terminator 2 together we're kids i'm just like wait where did he put that shotgun and dad says to me you're not meant to ask that question and yeah. that's how i learned early magic, on uh, magic of hollywood son it's a and he says it's the same reason someone can jump out of a car doing full speed and not get <laughs> yeah, hurt. Right. Punch know? a glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's it, always fun when they when when films play around with that. I think there's in the nice guys. He sort of punches a glass and he's like, "Oh man, that's bleeding. So that's bleeding a lot of blood." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he has yeah. to go to hospital. It's just well, he had a handkerchief over and stuff too. But yeah, like when the two cops in Terminator One are trying to fucking like console with Sarah mm. about how um the terminator jumps on the top of the car and fucking smashes the windscreen with his hand yeah. and uh he's like but she's like well how would he do that and the cop's just like probably on pcb could have broke every bone in his hand wouldn't have felt it and he starts to go into a story he's like i had this guy once and he like starts to talk about a scar and the other cop's just like ed ed come on go and sit down let, let, <laughs> yeah. let, let give us some space like little scenes like that make the movie like i've heard yeah. of a lot of scenes that i really enjoyed that actually ended up being like improv scenes yeah oh yeah you know what i mean like bits that There's some really good like uh goodfellas the whole yeah. like funny how what yeah. am i fucking clown i'm here that's to right. amuse you yeah. improv it is it's that's why you see a genuine sort of reaction from um ray liotta it's yeah like what the fuck and he's sort of like, man he's really thinking what what do you mean For, like he's, he's put on the spot yeah and so that's why it's such a natural kind of scene he has some really great ones and i think james cameron's got had had a few 
like that where he's like, oh, that's unscripted. That's, that's, that's awesome. Giving people freedom to do what they want really yeah. can help make a film. And that, that's that's my like favourite um, part of that movie even before I found out it was improv. Like I went away from watching that movie saying that's my favourite fucking scene in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Except like there's a few good scenes as well, you know, like where they, they fucking – where he just stabs Maury in the back of the neck in the fucking car. Mm. And like – this is how it just goes to show how little remorse they have for human life. Mm. He literally ice picks him in the fucking oh, yeah. back of the head, yeah, yeah. and then fucking I, th- I forgot. Who, I think it was, um, I think it was um, De Niro's character, um, Jimmy. He yeah. just goes like, "I thought he'd never shut up," you know, like like that's as much <laughs> yeah, as they. <laughs> or they're all getting in the car, and that fucking dude that they find in the in the cooler. I forgot his fucking name. Anyway, mm. he's like, they're sitting in the car. There's a dead body, and he's just sitting there, and the car's idling. He's yeah, like, yeah. "What are you doing?" He's like, "I got to let it warm up. Warm up. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> he's got to warm There's the some car. Ones. Up. Indiana Jones um, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, absolute key iconic scene. Yep. Um, is when the guy's, you know, doing the big sword thing, swishing it around, and he pulls out his gun, boom, just just shoots him. That was meant to be. It was scripted as a big, elaborate sword fight. Mm. And then Indiana Jones just went on off script and just pulled out his gun and shot him. So that guy was literally robbed of his sort of, you know, five-minute scene. scene. And that was just became an iconic scene. It was great. That's so funny, dude. Yeah, that, um, yeah the... Um, the uh, Oh, there was another scene that I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, talking about Tarantino films. I um, it, I have my favorite non-main character or extra scene from a um, Tarantino film. As in like just a... Like an extra, extra with a, yeah. maybe one line. Yeah. A fucking walk into the bathroom. Cops are standing around the fucking hand dryer talking. Yeah, or is oh, it Pulp Fiction? It's, okay. um, that's uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir it? Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, he walks in there. He's telling a story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's, to- he's he, and he just goes like, talking about a dude that they're like arresting. Yeah. And he just like steals the scene because he's just going like, and I says to him, I said, buddy, I'm going to shoot you in the face if you don't put your hands on that <laughs> dashboard. <laughs> Yeah. And um, Bill Burr was talking about that scene on his podcast. Yeah. And the actor that did that scene's son showed it to his dad. Oh, right. So and the actual just, yeah. actor heard Bill Burr talking about that scene in the movie. So Bill Burr was just talking about like... How good that scene how is. How good, yeah, like a, an extra scene or an extra who's, you know, uncredited and they're talking about something. He's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad. And showed it to I, him. Um, this, I think this guy's credit. Have you seen No Country for Old Men? Yeah, yeah. So you know the scene where he goes, uh, the bad dude, fuck, what's his name? Um, I can't remember the actual Jaws, name. dude. Jaws. <laughs> goes in, <laughs> basically, yeah. And he sort of, um, he, you know, he says, I'm going to flip a coin, call it. Call it. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, why? Like, what do I stand to win? He goes, just call it. He goes, but I, but I got to know. You know, he's like an old guy at the, yeah. at the gas station. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, it's a five minute scene or maybe a four minute scene and don't know who he is. But he, his acting is immense, just crazy because he's just sort of like so unsure. He just knows that something bad's going to happen. And he's just like, I got to know what, what, what I'm standing to lose here. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry, sir, I can't. He goes, I'm going to have to call it for you. Then he goes, well, okay, you're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the scene. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's it's that. Just... There's the um, another Tarantino scene that I liked was in um, Death Proof. Proof. Mm. 
Great film. Um, he, Tarantino's cameo. He closes the when, bar. When does he... He's the bartender. Oh, shit, he is too. Yeah, yeah. He closes the bar. Yeah. And then he turns around. He's got a tray of fucking shots. And he walks over and sits it down and then just sits down with him and does does the shots. <laughs> so he's off shift now. He can start drinking. And I was just like, the perfect bartender is a, is a combo between... Um, Tarantino from Death Proof and most is like from The Simpsons. Oh. Somewhere between those two is <laughs> the best type of bartender. Like someone that doesn't take any shit but will have a drink with you after their shift. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of need that. And and an, um, a Simpsons reference to a Tarantino film is, you know, the, the, the deal, the the pawn shop owner with one arm he's got like the arm folded over yeah in. yeah That's... so there's that scene in the simpsons where yeah. um snake i think takes police chief wiggum or someone yeah, hostage. yeah that's right and he's yeah and they're yeah. fighting and yeah. they come into the shop and he's just like wow it looks like spidey caught himself a few flies <laughs> <laughs> I can, yeah. So there's like a Simpsons reference yeah, to Simpsons. a Tarantino film. There'd be, which there'd is be cool. many. I there's think, so many. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that pretty much that brings us up to the hour, man. Let's um, let's wrap it with that. Basically, it became a um, a '90s movie extravaganza. Mm. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed um, going through some '90s stuff. I enjoyed having you on. It's good to have Thanks, you on. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Um, shout out to your um, podcast, The Hack and the Void. Yep. Uh, no, sorry. Hack and the Fraud. Hack and the Fraud. Yeah, <laughs> Hack and the Void. Hack and the Void is a cool name. Though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the side, like the fucking the home brand version. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll try to have you on. So we'll um, yeah talk about some QT possibly. So, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks thanks very much for being on the show. Yeah. And uh, I'll uh, catch you next time. This has been episode 96. Peace. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, so yeah right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of the strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shame for shit all day. <laughs> Don't blow Don't it. Don't into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We're here to keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. Hey, right. Click. Did you hang up? No, I just said click.